You know I'm gonna get you, yeah. Whatever it takes to get there. No, I won't drop you. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast at Birdsall. No Jake Simone, because as advertised, this is the NHL free agency slash expansion draft extravaganza and we are of course joined by mr hockey himself no i'm not talking about gordy Howe. i'm talking about adam caster hi adam oh now i feel sad unfortunately you're not mr hockey but if there was a number two you're number two in my heart well it's a lot to live up to but thank you mr birdsaw i'm happy to very be very close very close how are you i'm good i'm good i'm excited to talk about hockey <laughs> aren't we all I feel like I say this every time I come on to talk about hockey is that whenever I talk about hockey at work, nobody, nobody likes to listen because nobody, because nobody at the fan likes hockey except for Boomer. And that's disgrace. Yeah. That's an absolute disgrace. How could how can you be on sports talk radio and not talk about hockey? That's, I mean, Gito likes shocking. hockey because he, I mean, he called a couple devil's games. Well, that's at least one. It's disgraceful. Not that many more people like hockey, but we know that our listeners do like hockey. So that's why we're here. That's correct. Um, this is turning into a pretty exciting little summer we got going on over here for hockey. It's chock full of stuff. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, well, I mean, I think the most important thing that we need to sort of go over first is just kind of what the rundown is going to be for the episode. So. We obviously will be talking about NHL free agency, giving our picks for I have 10 free agents down. We'll talk about them and where they are going to end up. Um, And then we are also going to be talking about the expansion draft uh, with the, of course, uh, Seattle Kraken going to be building their team. And of course, you know, the protection list that'll be due actually on July 17th. You might be hearing this before the 17th. You might be hearing it after. I'm not exactly sure when that is going to be. But the most important thing that you have to know is that the expansion draft is on July 21st. So you will definitely be hearing this before July 21st. Uh, The protecting players list, like I said, is due the 17th, will not be released until the 18th. Uh, There is a no trade hold on all teams right now, except for the Kraken. So they can negotiate deals much like the Golden Knights did in terms of accumulating assets from teams so that way they don't take certain players that they that the teams don't want the Kraken to go ahead and take. But I think we just jumped right into talking about Seattle and, and what they should be going out and targeting, who they could be going out to potentially target. Uh, I know everyone probably has been reading every single expansion mock draft that there is under the sun just to kind of see, you know, what's out there. Um, but I think in terms of where this conversation can kind of start, Adam, what do you see as the biggest thing that Ron Francis, general manager for the Kraken, should be doing and what what he should be targeting for this expansion draft? Should he be going younger? Should he be going older with maybe uh, more veteran leadership? Should he be going for longer terms just to get to the cap floor? What do you think the overall strategy is going to be for, uh, for Ron Francis and the Kraken? Well, I think they're probably going to do the same thing that, that Vegas did, where they're going to try and get some players who were unheralded, who, I mean, one of the one of the greatest examples of this is William Carlson, 
who is a third line player on the Blue Jackets, who didn't do jack and shit and or shit before uh, 1718. And then he ends up being a first line center for the Golden Knights as they go to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that's the kind of player that they're looking for. And also, I hear this a lot from not like I have any sources or anything, but like any inside sources, but like from other content creators, I hear that they want that uh, Seattle should kind of do what Vegas did with Derek England, where they should get somebody that's from the area. So uh, they can show the players around. Tyler Johnson was a name that was floated around because he is from the uh, Washington area. Um, there, are, there are other players. There was like a Reddit post where like, where they, it was like every team has to, it's the Kraken if all their players were picked and they were the closest players that lived to Seattle or the players that lived the closest to Seattle from every NHL team. So ours was like, uh, the Rangers was Ryan Lindgren. So I, I immediately hated it. So I immediately hated that draft. Yeah. I mean, the way I kind of look at it is, I look at what Vegas did and they brought in, they were able to bring in some big time names while not even having to really draft them. Now, Francis is being very, I guess, you know, hung ho on what his negotiating price is. It's starting in a first round pick to even try and even talk about a deal with Seattle, which to me, that's like, you know, you take what you can get. Well, I mean, I think also, you look at Vegas, those deals are, were, I mean, at the, listen, at the time they were like, oh, you know, whatever, that's the deal you have to make. But those deals, some of those deals looked real bad. I mean, everybody points to the Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. Marcheseau fiasco. was the one that came to mind. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the, that's the big one. Um, you know, getting Alex Tuck also. And um, just getting all the picks that, that, that Vegas got basically for free, it seems like, just so they didn't have to take a player that really, I mean, sure, they could have used some of the players that they were paid not to take, but, I mean, it kind of worked out for them. They're, they're a very good team now. And I don't know if Seattle is going to be looked at in the same sort of way, where I think GMs are going to be like, well, you know, I don't want to get burned. I want to make look made to look like a fool like Dale Talon did uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, no, I think it's a very, very fair point. Um, so I think when talking about the expansion draft, I think the best thing we can kind of go and do now is just kind of float around names that we think could be drafted by Seattle. And I think one of the names immediately that just kind of pops into my head when I think of who could it, it, well, uh, I think that changed today with the Minnesota buying out Ryan Suter is could now Matthew Dumba be protected. That was one that immediately jumped off the page to me, but now that Ryan Suter was bought out today by uh, the Minnesota wild along with Zach Parisi. If we are recording this on Tuesday, July 13th, you know, there now seems to be more of a plan maybe to keep Matthew Dumba in Minnesota. So that was one immediately jumped off the page to me. I don't know what's going to happen now. Next guy up then probably, and I know this is going to sound 
maybe ludicrous to even try and suggest that this might happen is Mark Giordano from the Calgary Flames. He's going to be 38 years old. He's on an expiring contract, and Calgary has a lot of guys that they have to protect. I just don't know if the Calgary Flames are going to go out of their way to try and protect a 38-year-old defenseman when they are probably going to be going into somewhat of a retooling slash rebuild. I don't know what kind of value Giordano brings to the table for someone that's 38 when you know there are more long-term younger assets that Calgary I think could go go ahead and protect instead. Well, I think that this is this might be a situation where Calgary is going to be paying Seattle to take Mark Giordano, uh, Mark Giordano as crazy mm. as that sounds. That sounds even crazier crazier than what you said. But you look at um what Calgary has as far as as like how hamstrung they are with protections. Johnny Gaudreau has a modify, has a no move clause. Sean Monahan no move clause. Michael Backlund, no move clause. The one contract that you would want Seattle to take, which is Milan Lucic, no move clause. And I mean, Giordano and Chris Tanev also have no move clauses, but I think that uh, they might get Giordano to waive his just, just for this. I, yeah, it should be interesting for that, for that situation. That's probably the most interesting team. One of the most interesting teams to look at as far as protection is concerned. Here's another one that I I floated around as well, and he's got one year left on his deal with the New Jersey Devils. P.K. Subban, could that potentially be something that shows itself? I don't think Subban is an elite player anymore, but I think for one year, could Subban become the face of the Seattle Kraken? I I, I mean, I think he could. Well, it wouldn't be the first Subban to play for an expansion team. Well, his his brother could could maybe join Sue. Yeah, well, his brother wasn't all that great in Vegas. No, no, he, he, he most certainly was not. But I think, you know, Subban in Seattle, he could be the face of that franchise, like I said, for at least one year. And, you know, if it works out, great. If not, I mean, same thing with Giordano as well. They become interesting deadline rentals for Seattle. If they're not good in year one, they could bring in some young pieces with having Subban and, and Giordano, if need be. I mean, I think that Giordano has probably a more manageable cap hit and especially if you're going with the route of if Seattle sucks, then they can trade him for trade him at the deadline for some more assets. Yeah. I think the teams for what PK Subban is now, which is really not that great of a player. He's good, but he's not that great anymore. He's not an elite player anymore. No. And to take $9 million on for that. I, I don't know. Well, Seattle can always retain salary. That's true. That's Definitely part of the uh, the equation as well, and maybe you get more of a return if you say you know you'll, you'll retain sixty percent of the salary or something like that. But you know that's where Ron Francis is in charge of getting creative, and we're just in charge of, of speculating. Um, I want to look at the at the goalkeepers as well because there are a few goalkeepers that I think are going to be available uh, potentially to be drafted by uh, Seattle. Aiden Hill is one. He was a uh, he had a solid year with the Arizona Coyotes. I think that's one in a really a, a crop that is not going to be very easy to choose from from Seattle when you're talking about the Arizona Coyotes. I think Aiden Hill makes some sense there. Uh, Anton Hudobin with the Dallas Stars, 35 years old there, and probably the one that everybody is talking about unless Florida works out a deal to trade him. 
Chris Drieger is the one that makes a ton of sense to me. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, going off of the athletics mock draft, even though it's out of date, uh, they have them taking Caleb Jones, which I, I don't think it's possible anymore from Edmonton. Um, we might get to that in a bit, but. Oh, we're going to. They have um, them taking Cam Talbot from Minnesota. If they don't take Matt Dumba, uh, Jake Allen from Montreal as well. That could be interesting as a backup. And uh, they have uh, Chris Drieger or one, one of the uh, people who did these mock draft had Chris Drieger uh, going to Seattle. I think, yeah, I really do think that um, as far as goal goaltenders, like it's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, also in Arizona, I mean, if you want to take a chance on Auntie Ranta as well. Definitely. If you want a more veteran net miner in there, try and you know do a little uh one two pair maybe you pair ronto with someone like hudobin that's it's a possibility yeah unless and they that just can work out unless they somehow make like they work voodoo magic and make them take oliver ekman larson yeah that'd be something that'd be something that they could take that uh that contract off them so uh with the expansion draft adam give you one surprise name that you think will be drafted by Seattle maybe not a lot of people would expect hmm that's tough would you like me to give mine yes you can give yours all right my guy is Matt Duchesne of the Nashville Predators I think Nashville wants to get that contract off the books it is a absolute beast of a contract and maybe there's a deal to be worked out with Seattle where Seattle can get uh Matt Duchesne or we'll be enticed to take Matt Duchesne and I think he's a really good player still and I just think he just needs a little bit of a change of scenery getting away from Nashville you bring him to Seattle and I think he's another one of those guys that you could definitely say he's like the quote-unquote face of the franchise that could really have a marquee name to really jet start hockey in Seattle so uh, yeah my my surprise guy is Matt Duchesne and then one more guy um, that I think could be up for up for grabs. Might be a little bold, but you know we'll see. Uh, how about Nolan Patrick from the Philadelphia Flyers? This is a guy that was just a number two overall pick four or five years ago, and it just has not worked out in Philadelphia. Much the same thing with Duchesne. I think you put Nolan Patrick in Seattle, change the scenery, get him out of Philadelphia. Then that could open him up, and you might lean on Nolan Patrick a bit more for. Uh, for bigger minutes, which I think could also help Nolan Patrick, but also health has been a major, major, major concern of his. So if he could stay on the ice, he could potentially be productive. If, if Seattle wants to go in that direction and, and you know, it also helps uh, do, should I even go in this direction, but it definitely helps with Seattle that they now have the exact guy. If I'm not, mistaken that Seattle has the guy in Dave Haxtell that drafted Nolan Patrick with Philadelphia. I might, I think that's right. Well, technically it was Ron Hextall, but I mean, cause he was the G cause Hextall was the GM, but I mean, well, Dave Haxtell was the coach. Yes. Haxtell coached him. Yeah. So, I mean, it could work. One guy that I think would make Leafs fans quiver and just feel 
just horrible if this happened. But he would be a great player for Seattle as Zach Hyman. He's an unrestricted free agent. They'll, they'll have to negotiate with him. But Zach Hyman was one of the only Leafs to show up in the playoffs this year. It was him and William Nylander, essentially. And Jack Campbell was pretty good. But, I mean, as far as forwards, it was, it was Zach Hyman. He was great. And I think that uh, Zach Hyman, he would be a really, really solid player for uh, the Seattle Kraken. Let's talk about our team, the Rangers. Who do you think Seattle takes? Well, I want them to take Brett Howden and then fire him into the sun. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think that they they probably take like Colin Blackwell just because I know. I, I would hate that. They, but the thing is, he's already saw, he signed for, for 21-22. Um, he was really, really good this year. How much of that is playing with Artemi Panarin? Who knows? We'll see. But he, I mean, he performed really solidly uh, last year. And it's probably one of the younger guys on expiring contracts where you have Colin Blackwell or Julian Gauthier or even... Um, I mean, Libor Hayek, that would be amazing if they took him also. But I don't know. There are a lot of options. For me, I think they're I think they're going to sign uh, Julian Gauthier. They're going to sign – they have signed Brett Howden with the aim to probably protect Blackwell. That's yeah. at least in my estimation is how I, I, I view it. I would hope so. Um, I would say – out of the three choices out of the forwards that I think, I think it's going to be a forward that they end up taking. It's probably going to be one of Julian Gauthier, Kevin Rooney, or um, Brett Howden. I think it's one of the three. Now, if you can, if they can work out a deal where maybe it says as a buyout and they can take Tony D'Angelo, maybe that's something that can happen, but it's looking like buyout or bust, I think, at this point for D'Angelo. Uh, for me, I, I I think they end up taking Julian Gauthier. I just think Ron Francis drafted him in Carolina. We've already seen that uh, there have been a few players that have been linked to Seattle with a history in Carolina, or at least Ron Francis knows of them and you know drafted them or worked with them at some stage of his career. And I think that that theme is really good to continue. And I think Gauthier, you put him as a third line winger. I think Gauthier can really be a solid, solid contributor for, for Seattle. So that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the uh, Julian Gauthier being sele- selected and okay. yeah, it'll suck. It'll suck for sure. But you know, is it is what it is. Unfortunately, you know, we're going to lose somebody, but I don't want it to be anybody that I think is going to be super, super productive. And Colin Blackwell, he, he was. He was very productive for, for the Rangers last year. I think it's worthwhile to do whatever you have to do to protect Blackwell and uh, potentially expose one of those guys. I mean, I think the Rangers got lucky the last expansion draft. Oh, they did. They got incredibly lucky because they could have taken Jesper Faust or Auntie Ranta and they took Oscar Lindbergh. Yeah. So, you know, karma. <laughs> I don't yeah, think thank God. We're going to be losing – we're probably going to lose someone that we – that we don't want to lose. 
And I mean, that's just the expansion draft. What happens? It is what happens. Uh, all right. So uh, the expansion draft, of course, will be coming on the 21st. So, uh, of course, if you listen to the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show, uh, we'll be talking about that on there. I'm sure of it when we have information as to uh, who is going where, especially going to Seattle. Uh, we'll be talking about it there, I'm sure. So definitely tune in for that. Um, all right. So we're just going to go right in talking about NHL free agency. And so, I, I, like I said, I have 10 guys that I just wrote down on my list. And we're going to talk about them and see where they're going to end up. So, first guy. The best free agent on the board, Alexander Ovechkin. How can he not go back to Washington? Yeah, he's going back to Washington. They he's going traded, back to Washington. Yeah, they traded Jakob Verona just so they can re-sign Alex Ovechkin. Yep. There's no way. Yep, he's going back to Washington. That His is... line mate, I don't know. But him, he's going back to Washington. Well, well, you know what? Let's 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 go there then. Uh Evgeny Kuznetsov, a, a big time trade target. Where are some of the spots that we think uh, Kuznetsov could end up? Well, people have talked about the Rangers. Ugh, I'd hate it. Which would be which wouldn't be ideal. No. No, not at all. Washington would probably ask for a lot. For, oh, they're going for, to for Kuznetsov. I mean, you could probably think of like Ottawa if they think of themselves as contenders next year because they they finished the season pretty strong. I don't know if you noticed. They did. They finished the regular season very strong in Ottawa, and um, one of their top centers. Well, I don't know. I mean, Chris Tierney might be taken in the expansion draft. So that could be something that they have to worry about. And so getting Kuznetsov would be, would be interesting. And um, I don't know anybody else. Who are you? What are you thinking about? Um, I think one team that, that kind of makes it, uh, some sense to trade for Kuznetsov is the Montreal Canadiens. I think they have, they have a little bit of a hold center. They can potentially fill and, I mean, obviously, coming off of a disappointing showing in the Stanley Cup final, I think Montreal might want to find a way to go and improve their club. And and if they think Kuznetsov might be the guy, then maybe they go and they try and uh, trade for Kuznetsov. I mean, I've heard them potentially in the mix for Eichel. Uh, I don't know if, you know, where that's really going to go because Buffalo has not lowered their asking price at all for Jack Eichel. So just it's just looking like more and more to me that Eichel could be staying in Buffalo, which, ah, God, it's going to be just an absolute mess, isn't it? But, yeah, I think Kuznetsov, Montreal, Montreal makes sense. I think Minnesota makes sense. And I think Anaheim makes a lot of sense as well, if, especially if they are going to lose Ryan Getzlaff in free agency. If they don't bring in Getzlaff, they have a needed center, and Kuznetsov could be a guy that could potentially fill that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they're losing Getzloff, and I mean, he was terrible last year, but I mean, they are losing David Backus too to retirement. Yeah, that's also true. So let's go to the number two guy on the list, and, and there'll, there'll be some debate on this one, I think. Uh, Taylor Hall. Boston Bruins uh, winger had a very solid playoffs. Uh, not a 
disappointment by any means for, for Taylor Hall. I mean, he was an absolute utter disaster in Buffalo, got traded to the Bruins at the deadline, and he was very, very good for Boston. He was very, very good for them. So, um, Adam, where do you think Taylor Hall is going to end up? Um, honestly, I think that Taylor Hall is probably going to go back to Boston just because he really angled for a move to the Bruins. It seemed like he, he really, really, really wanted to play for the Bruins. And, you know, he performed really well there. And he's not, he's probably not going to get, he's not going to get the same contract that he got for Buffalo. That's going to be, that's a given. But I think he would trade money for the chance to win a championship in this scenario. Cause that's like, you know, he's got the money. He's been in the league for a while. He's a top pick. I think he's going to go and try and win a championship and stay with the Bruins. I agree with you. I do. I do agree with you. I think he stays with the Bruins. Um, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Taylor Hall fan in the world, but I think you offer something a little bit different. I think Boston, you know, really the Boston, I think, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here, Adam, but I think Boston's kind of at a crossroads. I, I think that they are, they are as close to competing for a championship as they are to blowing it up and starting over. Do you yeah, think I'm no, wrong in saying that? You're absolutely right. Because if you, you know, he's going to go back, he might go back to Boston, but here, but the thing about this is Boston has so much else to, so many other things to worry about. They got to re-sign David Krejci. Andre Kasha is an RFA. Both of their goaltenders are RFAs. Um, Kevin Miller is a free, is a UFA. They they have a lot of work to do. I mean, they have thirty million dollars in cap sp- in projected cap space at this point. They're and gonna they're have gonna, to use a bulk of to resign their own guys. Right, and they're gonna lose somebody in the expansion draft. Yep. Yeah, it's very funny. Tuka Rask is on this list as well, so we we will be talking about uh, Tuka Rask a little bit. Uh, next guy that I have on my list, Brandon Sod of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, where do we think he ends up, Adam? Sodzy. Um, hmm. <laughs> Tampa Bay. No, I'm just kidding. God. Can you imagine? No. no. I don't want to, actually. No. It'll be no, like $50, $50 million over the cap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brandon Sod. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, a fair amount of teams need wing help. We know that. Honestly, if he doesn't stay in Colorado, maybe he goes to Minnesota or Vegas. Not, those aren't two bad spots. Minnesota was one that I thought of. Minnesota is one that I thought of. And, you know, I don't want to sound too cliche here, but I think that the, the, one of the best spots for him, what if he goes back to Chicago again? Listen, they already, they already traded away Duncan Keith. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're bringing back the old, not bringing the band back together. Well, we we know how Chicago rolls. They like they like to go back to their guys. What is Brent Seabrook coming out of retirement? He might. He might. Corey Crawford might too. Corey Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan Keith is actually going to demand a trade on uh, July twenty fourth to go back to Chicago because he hears the band is getting back together. Yep. Andrew Shaw is going to come out of retirement. Andrew Shaw. Oh my God. Michael Rosenthal. Yeah. Michael Roosevelt is going to come out of retirement as well. Michael Hanzus. Patrick Sharp. 
Patrick Sharp. Yeah, Sharp, he's, he's going to leave the desk. He's going to go uh, suit up for the Hawks again. No, nah, I think Brandon Saad, I think it's a, a, a interesting fit back in Chicago. Uh, they need wing help too. And I just think it's a spot that makes sense. I don't know if Saad is going to really command a super contract. I think a three or a four-year deal might get it done. And yeah, I think Saad ends up back in Chicago. Crazy thing about Brandon Saad is he was on all he was on almost all of those cup teams. He was. Guy's only 28. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we we talk about, you know, Brent Seabrooks retired. Uh Duncan Keith is ancient. Jonathan Taves, we don't know if he's gonna play again. Patrick Kane is is in his 30s, but Brandon Saad, he's 28. I mean, he still has enough. He still has enough in the tank to play for a while. You know, he's younger than Taylor Hall. Right. Right. And he played. Granted, it was a uh, a, a difficult year with uh, with COVID and everything like that. But still, 24 points in 44 games for Brandon Saad. Not too bad for him. Um, you know, I just think at the end of the day, if you're looking for a guy that will give you know, I don't think he's a number one or number two winger anymore, but if you're looking at him as a bottom six winger, maybe a third line winger with some scoring potential, 15 goals in 44 games for him, uh, I think you could do a whole lot worse. And he's coming off of, you know, 2019, 20 and 2020, 2018 and 2019, he had two 20 goal seasons. So he definitely still has something left in the tank in terms of being able to uh, to score goals. So uh, I think back in Chicago could be a, a interesting, interesting little fit for Brandon Sod. Well, that's why Vegas works for him. Yeah. Because, you know, you have Mark Stone, Mac, Max Pacioretty, Mark Chasseau, Riley Smith, and then you could put Brandon Saad on your bottom six. Yeah. And that's why I think he he did pretty well in Colorado. It, he kind of well in Colorado, you know, 24 points in 44 games. But I think that, you know, he was hidden basically because Colorado had such a great forward core with Landskog, who we will talk about, uh, Rantanen, and McKinnon. I don't think that that's a bad thing to say at all. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. That he was definitely uh, overshadowed, I guess is the word, because of all the other talent that was there in Chicago. But You mean Colorado? Colorado, excuse me, yes. I'm thinking. I'm still thinking about Chicago, so forgive me. But Understandable. You you put him back in Chicago. You put him in Las Vegas. Hell, I think another great another good spot for him could be Los Angeles as well with the Kings. Oh man, him playing with Anzi Kopitar that would be pretty interesting. I think he'd be. A, I think he'd be. You know, a second or a third line winger there, but it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. So speaking of Gabriel Landeskog, here we are. Gabriel, Gabriel Landeskog. Okay, this guy. Come on. There's no way I'd be shocked if he doesn't re-sign with Colorado. I would be absolutely stunned if he does not re-sign with Colorado. I, I Honestly, I would. He's their captain. You know how yeah. demoralizing it would be for the dressing room if they don't bring back Gabe Lanskog? It would be. It would be. I mean... I kind of look at it too as if Brandon Saad goes back to Colorado, which we just talked about him. I think he goes to Chicago, but if he does go back to Colorado, something that both sides want to happen, 
you'll have enough there still to bring in to bring back Gabriel Landeskog. But it's, let's just say, let's just throw this out there. Gabriel Landeskog does not go back to Colorado. Where does he go? Hmm. You know, the Rangers would be interesting. Would they? More veteran leadership. I would give him the captaincy tomorrow. I I would also give him the captaincy tomorrow. I I wouldn't care. Sorry, Mika. Getting lost. Sorry, Druba. Exactly. Um, here's a spot. The Columbus Blue Jackets. See, the timeline doesn't fit. How so? Columbus, like maybe this is just last season Tortorella, but Columbus looked awful. They did last year. Listen, they need, I mean, they need a center in the worst way. They do. And it look it seems like that they're in a position for a teardown. I mean, Patrick Line is a free is a restricted free agent. Seth Jones is on the trading block. Um, I mean, all they have really is, um, you know, Zach, Zach Wierenski and two very, very good goaltenders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, look, if they think if with John Davidson back at the helm, good old, good old JD, what a guy. If they, if they think that they can retool, if they think that all Patrick Line really needs is a center next to him or even a winger. Cause you could play Landis Cog on the wing. You can play him center. It doesn't really matter. But if you, you think that the, that all line I needs is just one elite player next to him. Landis Scott could be a guy to get the best out of, out of Patrick line. If that's what they think it needs. But I, I agree with you. I think Columbus is ready to blow, to blow it up and start all over. It'd be inter- interesting to see. Actually, you know what? Let's go down this Avenue. Shall we? Where does Seth Jones end up? Uh, Oh, well, Seth Jones is not a free agent, so this would be a trade scenario. This would be a trade scenario. Hmm. I think there are a lot. There are a lot of spots that make sense for him. Well, a lot of teams need defensemen. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Chicago Blackhawks. That's one that makes a ton of sense to me. A absolute shit ton of sense. Chicago's one. What if he goes um, back? To the team that drafted him. Nashville makes sense. Nashville does make sense. How about if they if they think they're ready to take the next step? What about the Detroit Red Wings? That would be interesting. If they think they're ready to take the next step, because there definitely was some growth this year from the Red Wings. If they think that they are, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to contend right away. But I think as someone that they can bring in to be the anchor for their blue line, Seth Jones is that. Yeah, I think one thing about Columbus also, I can I can kind of see now that I'm looking at the assets that Columbus has, I can kind of see your logic with uh, Landeskog because they have Cam Atkinson, Max Domi, Boone Jenner, Jack Ollie Rock- Bjorkstrand. Yeah, Oliver uh, Bjorkstrand. Jack Roslevic looked really, really good. They have three first-round picks yep. also. I mean, yeah, they're loaded. one of them is 32, but they have three first-round picks. Yeah. And 
So, I mean, it it could it could happen, but I I still think that they they're they're gonna blow it up. That they might end up blowing it up. I think so. I think so. I think this so, is, a, this is a Tortorella team. Yeah, I think Seth Jones is dealt. I think Landis Scott goes back to Colorado. But I'm just yeah throwing some stuff out there. We're spitballing here. We're spitting shit exactly. Uh, all right, next guy up, Kyle Palmieri. Very interesting one. Came over from the Devils in that deadline trade with Travis Zajac going to the New York Islanders. Did not play well at all for the Islanders in the regular season. But then the playoffs hit, and Paul Mary was possibly the best Isles forward that they had in that playoff run going all the way to the semifinals. I don't think we're even calling it the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't even know what the hell we're calling it. They're called the semifinals. The semifinals. Thank you. The semifinals. Now Kyle Palmieri is a free agent. This is just one of those classic cases where guy is a great playoffs on a very good team, and now he's going to cash in, and I just get really, really nervous when paying this kind of player. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at his point totals last year. He had, he played um, 51 games. He had 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points. And that's the regular season. In the playoffs, he had nine points in 19 games. And even then, I mean, it's not incredible. When you say, like, I don't know. I'm not crazy about Kyle Palmieri. I think somebody's going to overpay for him. And it might end up being the Islanders. Oof. I mean, it could be. This, I mean, listen, Lou Lamoureux loves his guys. Does. And you, I mean, using Andy Green as the example. No, he does love his guys. If they listen, if they're going to bring back one of Palmieri and Zajac, they're probably going to bring back Palmieri. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. I mean, could you could you see a world? Hmm. What what if Kyle Palmieri went back to the Devils? Wow. Straight fleece fleecing. Yeah. I don't think he will, just you know, personally speaking, but I mean, it's funny. So on the fantasy show, we talk about how receivers are like the deepest position this year and how yep. you can wait for so long to get a receiver. You look at this free agency, this free agency class, you can get wingers whenever you want. There are so many wingers on the market. Yeah. I think Kyle Palmieri is probably going to go back to the Islanders on another, on like a one-year deal. That would be very interesting if that was going to happen. Just because of the fact that people are going to see that not only that he wasn't all that great in the regular season, but also the fact that there are so many wingers available. That they might be older, but they are still pretty solid. Yeah, I, I listen, if he were to go back to the Islanders, that would be something. It would be a coup for Lou Lamorello, I think, if you can get him on a one-year deal, considering the cap mess that the Islanders do find themselves in. 
Yeah, you hate to see that. Uh, it's such a shame, I know. All right, next next guy up, Dougie Hamilton. Probably the best defender on the free agent market. Carolina has a lot of moving around to do, and there is a wide expectation that Dougie Hamilton will become a free agent. There has been some speculation that perhaps Dougie Hamilton's rights are going to be traded at some point to get something back for Carolina. But uh, yeah, it looks, looks like Dougie Hamilton has probably seen the last of being a Carolina hurricane. So Adam, where do you think Dougie Hamilton ends up? I think he's either going to Toronto or he's going to Seattle. Oh, so Toronto is pretty easy. Um, if if it's Toronto, the, it'll probably end up being a trade. Toronto might trade one of their uh, young defenseman prospects for uh, for Dougie Hamilton, just because it's funny because Dougie Hamilton was the guy that Toronto could have drafted if not if they hadn't traded for Phil Kessel. That was that pick that the Bruins used. Yep. But um, it wouldn't shock me because they did this. They basically did the exact same thing last year for uh, TJ Brody. And you have a top four potentially of Jake Muzzin, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, and Dougie Hamilton. Forget about it. It's very, very good. It's very good. It's very, very good. Um, And then – for Seattle, I mean, it's the Ron Francis experience. It is. It most certainly is. <laughs> I mean, what, if listen, Dougie Hamilton, Seattle, that would that would be the face of the franchise right there. Yeah, that would definitely be it. And I mean, if if the reports are to be true that Hamilton and his agent are looking for somewhere, just starting, they're looking at an Alex Petrangelo number of around eight years, 70-some-odd million. He's Maybe he doesn't paid. go to Toronto. <laughs> he's going to get paid. Toronto doesn't really have a lot of cap space. <laughs> he's going to get paid. Well, they, have to, they would have to move some stuff around, but it's all it's all that possible. Uh, here's a team that does have the cap space to do it. The Philadelphia Flyers, they have the cap space to do it, and they have a need. They need an elite defenseman desperately. That is the number one thing that was exposed with the Philadelphia Flyers this year, that they do not have that go-to guy on the back end. What would Dougie Hamilton bring to the table? He would bring in that guy. He would bring in leadership. He would bring in a veteran mind. He also would bring in a really, really good option to use in the power play. He can be a penalty killer. Wasn't really used that much as a penalty killer in Carolina, but can be if need be. But really where he makes his, his bread and butter is just being that veteran steed that can provide an offensive punch on the blue line. So I, Dougie Hamilton for me in Philadelphia makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, your best defenseman is probably Provorov. I mean, more than likely. That does, that's not going to cut it. I mean, Shane Gossespierre, I wouldn't be surprised if he is selected in the expansion draft by Seattle. He should be a, he should be a target. Um, yeah, Dougie Hamilton would be a, a very solid pickup for Philadelphia if they want to if they think that their window is open if Hextall and Berkey think that their window is open then they gotta pick up somebody like Dougie Hamilton but I mean that's another team that really needs to get their goalie situation figured out because Brian Elliott 
and Alex Lyon are UFAs and Carter Hart is a restricted free agent. I think they have that goaltending situation figured out. I think it's, I think it's kind of hot. No, of course it's kind of hot, but geez, it is. It's kind of hot. But I'm just, by figured out, I mean, just, just have them signed. Yeah. Yeah. They'll resign. Yeah. They'll resign uh, Carter Hart and, you know, maybe they bring back Elliott on a one-year deal. Maybe maybe another guy they can go out and target is someone like Yaro Halak, who may not be back in Boston, but you put him in Philadelphia. If Carter Hart is not impressive, Yaro Halak can, can definitely do the business, as we saw with Boston last year. It was kind of like a uh, 1A, 1B when Tuka wasn't in. They didn't miss a beat with Yaro Halak. He was truly excellent for, for Boston and has been very good in his time in Boston as well. So wouldn't be surprised to see him go as a backup to a contender, or maybe if he wants, you know, a, a real crack at starting one more time, maybe you see him get a two, a two or three year deal from a, uh, from a bottom feeding team. But uh, yeah, I think Dougie, Dougie Hamilton ends up in, uh, in Philadelphia. That's interesting. You ever hear the story of how, when Yara Halak had that incredible playoff run in Montreal, they started. They changed the stop signs, so the stop signs said "Halak" on them. That's fantastic. <laughs> that that's that's fantastic. That, that's that's world class banter. Yep, you love to see it. Uh, Tuka Rask. This one's very easy, I think. Going back to Boston. Yeah, I think he's going back to Boston. I wouldn't Gorgeous. be shocked though if he did not go back to Boston though. Where do you think he would go then? I don't know where he'd go, but it, it wouldn't shock me if he didn't go back. He, yeah. Does Toronto make up for past sins? Oh, dear. Andrew Raycroft. Oh, dear. Can you imagine? Mm, mm, I think Toronto likes Jack Campbell. I think they like, they like Jack Campbell, too. They like Jack Campbell enough, although you get some veteranosity yep. there. Well, what about this one? And this is just me speculating. If the Kings wanted to move Jonathan Quick... Took a rest to LA. Hmm. He would be a fucking star in LA. You know, I have one. Yeah. What about Edmonton? Ooh. That's a good shout. That's a real good shout. Because they need they, they just haven't had goaltending and God. Mike Smith was serviceable, but he he's he's no Tuka Rask. Serviceable for half the season. Yeah. They try to they try to like smuggle Miko Koskinen in the Duncan Keith deal. Yeah. That trade. Can we just talk about that trade, please? Yeah. Let's, we will talk about the trade because next up, next up is Tyson Barry. So now we have the opportunity to talk about this trade. Yes. Oh, this trade fucking, this trade fucking sucks. For, it's interesting. For Edmonton. It's interesting. The best way the best way I've heard this trade be described is from uh, Adam Wilde of the Steve Dangle podcast. They are paying two point two ish million do- million dollars for an assistant coach. <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. It's not far off at all. An assistant coach. Yeah, I mean. I mean, if I we had to uh, 
the full terms of the deal, I, I should say this first. The full terms of this trade, it was Duncan Keith and Tim Soderlund going to Edmonton in exchange for Caleb Jones and a third-round pick. I mean, God, Edmonton just got absolutely slaughtered in the deal, didn't they? Yeah. I they mean, my really word. Did. My word, they got slaughtered. But, I mean, okay, real, real good for Chicago to to get that done. I mean, Duncan Keith is a, uh, is a Blackhawks legend, but you know what? I think it might be a bigger legend for this. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If Edmonton make it to the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals and Keith is top four in playoffs time on ice during the first three rounds, that third round pick is a second round pick. Yeah, which makes it even more better, honestly. Can you imagine Duncan Keith leads the Oilers to the Stanley Cup and then Chicago gets a second round pick and Caleb Jones for Duncan Keith. Oh, that's probably not going to happen because this team doesn't know how to win the playoffs. Well, hey, you know what? I think I think if, if you're saying Duncan Keith is the reason that Edmonton win a Stanley Cup, that second-round pick means nothing. Edmonton won a Stanley Cup thanks to Duncan Keith. You know, I that's think they'll true. gladly trade that second-round pick. Yeah. But if they if they exit in the first round and Duncan Keith is, there, is sitting there playing 15, 20 minutes and he's top four at ice time and they gave up a second round pick just to be, you know, jettisoned in the first round again, then that's when you kind of have a problem. No, well, they'd only give up the second round pick if they make it to the finals. Oh, they make it to the finals. I see. I see, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, then, yeah, I, I. it's still bad. It's still very, very, very bad. I mean, even, yeah, even though, even if it's a third round pick, it's still bad. It's bad. It's bad. They're 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 trying to build a competitive team around McDavid to keep him happy because they know that they are just losing the grip on him. But yeah, it's it's bad. It's very very bad. So Tyson Barry, here we are. What a year Tyson Barry had! What an unbelievable year that Tyson Barry had. Um, I mean, if you're looking at someone that literally was just you know needed to have a monster monster year. Going into free agency, I mean, here it is. 48 points in 56 games, led all D-men with 40 assists. Truly a a fantastic season for Tyson Barry. And I think he ends up in Carolina. I think he's the natural replacement for Dougie Hamilton. And I think it's going to cost way less for Barry than it will for Hamilton. I think Tyson Barry goes to Carolina. Uh, Carolina has so many good defenders, though. They do. So many good defensemen. They do. I mean, Tyson Barry definitely needed the uh, the rehab after his disastrous season with the Maple Leafs. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what happens when you're – he was the – he scored like the third or fourth most points on the Edmonton Oilers. I think he scored more points than, than the Nuge. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> so – um, I mean, listen, if you had, if we had done this before the Keith trade, I'd probably say that Barry would go back to Edmonton because it, that just seems like such a great fit where he's had his best season in five years or no, his best season in three years, actually. 
um, with with Edmonton. But now that Edmonton traded for Duncan Keith, I don't know if they have the money to really bring back Tyson Berry. I don't think they do. I think they, they're going to need to move some pieces in order to do it. But even then, it's going to take a ton. It's going to take a ton. So I think Barry's gone, personally. Yeah. All right, next up, Zach Hyman of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I, I think he ends up back in Toronto, personally. I think he's too important for Toronto to let go, and I think that's where he's signed. I want him to be to be back in Toronto as a as the Leafs are like my second ish team. I, which is very sad. Very interesting. It's my second my second ish team is uh, Montreal. Oh, well then. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I think that I I want the Leafs to bring back Zach Hyman, but he's looking at the contracts that Mitch Marner. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and William Nylander got. And he's saying, me next. I mean, Nylander's making, what, six-ish million? Right. So, something like that. And he's, I don't know if, Hy- I don't know if Hyman gets six-ish million. William Nylander is the second-best player, I think, out of those four. And he's whoa, 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 whoa. Second-best. You think Nylander is better than... Marner and Savaris. Yes. What? Oh no! Oh no! I think it's Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander's like on the ground. No way! I don't think Nylander's that good, personally. I think Marner's really good. J- John Tavares is he, he he gets overshadowed by Matthews. I think personally, I think John Tavares. I, I, that's saying a lot because JT is very, very, very good. Yeah, would, I mean, I'll, would never say that if he was on the Islanders. By the way, also, I mean, Toronto might end up trading up or end up trading Mitch Marner for just to uh, get some assets back because they just wasted uh, first round picks in getting Nick Foligno. A first and a fourth. I would say this. If Mitch Barner is on the block, the Rangers should move heaven and earth to get him. I want him, but then they then he needs to do something during the playoffs. Because Mitch Barner can't do anything during the playoffs. He's not he's not available though. But if he was, he would be. I would take him. I would take him. Would you trade? I would trade. I would trade things for Mitch Marner if I was I the Rangers. Well. I would trade I would many well. things. I would. I would well. trade forbidden things for Mitch Marner. Forbidden, I'm not so sure, but I would trade. I think anything. And by anyone, forbidden, anyone I mean besides anyone besides Shesterkin, Fox. Loft, Kako, Panarin, Mika is on the table. But then again, I think that that's kind of a deal breaker. I would trade one of the lottery boys for Mitch Marner. I would, I, Kako is a bet, is a better sell than Loft is. If you were to say you're trading Kako, I, I would be okay with it. Lafreniere, no way. 
not a chance. Yeah. Not a stone's chance in hell. Although, I mean, you look at his playoff numbers, like, listen, he, his regular, in the regular season last year and the year before, he, he's a playmaker. He's a real legit playmaker who plays on the wing. I mean, he has 16 goals and 51 assists in 1920, 20 goals and 47 assists in 2021. But he hasn't scored a goal in the playoffs in three years. Yeah. Or, well, you know, he scored two in 18-19 in the Bruins series. But in the bubble, he didn't score. He had four assists. And last year against Montreal, or this year against Montreal, he had uh, no goals and four assists. Yeah. Bring me from our probably. All right, last that guy. Would be very interesting, though. I would be. Would be. What a. I'd rather have him over Jack Eichel. Oh, I would. Yeah, I absolutely would. Every day and twice on Sundays. Absolutely would. Last guy up. We're going to go with Blake Coleman of the Tampa Bay Lightning, coming off of another very impressive uh, postseason run for the Lightning, capped off by a Stanley Cup. Adam, Blake Coleman, where's he going? Is there anywhere else besides Tampa Bay? Why would Tampa Bay let him go? Because they don't have the money. So we think. So we think. Well, you know, once they get Seattle to take Alex Kalorn or Tyler Johnson, they're going to have the money. It's true. And it, also, if they trade Steven Stamkos, they're going to have the money. They would have to do that first. That I would mean, be a tough sell. You winning back-to-back cups, you have you have to trade Stamkos. That would just be yikes. Such is the salary cap. Yep. If not Tampa Bay, then there are so many teams that would that could use somebody like Blake Coleman. I agree. I mean, I know one. Everybody in the final four of the playoffs. Yeah. Besides Tampa Bay. Well, no, yeah. Everybody in the final, basically every playoff team. And fringe playoff team could use somebody like like Blake Coleman. I would say teams that jump off the page right away: the Islanders, the Rangers, the Bruins make make a ton of sense. Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, Dallas makes sense. Vegas, Vegas, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Vegas with Blake Coleman? Yeah, that'd be unfair. That's a great one. That's a great one. Colorado as well. Also unfair. Yeah. I you you could realistically say you'd have half the league in on Coleman if he were to hit. I mean I I could make a really dirty joke here, but I'm not going to. I'll say this. If the Rangers sign Blake Coleman, James Dolan's eyes will will be replaced with dollar signs. <laughs> It's true. They will pop out of his head. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of the New York Rangers, before we go, Adam, give us one free agent signing for the Rangers. That's realistic. Okay. 
that's realistic. Good, good on you for making that specification. Gabriel Landeskog. Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Sure. 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 Um. Hmm. There's so so many options here. Honestly. Hmm. Michael Randlin. Hmm. It's a good shout. As a third line center. Yeah. If you don't end Fine up shop. hitting on Michael uh, or Stamkos, or even if they ask Kyle Dubas very, very nicely for Mitch Marner, and he says no. <laughs> very, very, very nicely. Pretty, pretty pleased with sugar on top. No, Chris. <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll give you one that I, that I really want. Uh, Casey Zizekas. That would be one. That, that would be fun. Casey Zizekas. And I know... Islanders to Rangers never ever works out, but I just think in theory you have a guy Please, that can come in. Please name one time. Uh, Brian Trottier. Please name name one time. This is not work. Brian Trottier. <laughs> there you go. Come on, come on, come on. This is no. This is forget about it. Uh, Chris Simon, another oh, one. Oh. <laughs> oh, Simon smacked Holwick with a stick. But yeah, Zizekas can come in as a third or fourth line center. Can win faceoffs, can kill penalties. Yes, please. That's a guy that I want. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a uh, a guy that I would most certainly want. Um, so, Adam, any any final thoughts you want to add on Angel uh, Free Agency? I have one. Go ahead. Here's somebody that I'd be shocked if he doesn't go back to Montreal, because if he doesn't go back to Montreal, that would be like a serious problem. But if he somehow hits the open market, the Rangers could really use Philip Deneau. It's a great one. I think he's he's somewhat of the same mold as um, Sizikas. As Sizikas says, but he's better defensively. He's one of the best defensive centers in the league. He just doesn't score. Yeah, that's the one problem. <laughs> that is a a, t- a tiny problem. It's a bit of a problem in a in a game that where you have the most points, the winner has the most points, kind of a problem, but agreed. But if the Rangers are going to try and make a grindy shutdown line, you got to use somebody like Philip to I mean, Casey, Casey Zizekas doesn't score either. He had 14 points in 56 games last year. Yeah. But he gets the job done. Same with the same thing. So I have, I have no problem with either or. Give me, give me some size, baby. Need grit and veteranosity. Grit and veteranosity, damn straight. So that is going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast. A very special thank you to Adam for coming on and talking some free agency. It was always, it's always a pleasure talking to you, buddy, especially on this program when it's not about football. Yes, it's great. I you know talking about football is fun, but sometimes it gets a little exhausting. Yes, we we definitely need a break just to recharge the the batteries and all. Exactly. So, like I said, just go check out the Basement Talk podcast on all available platforms. You're here. Subscribe. Check out any of, the, any of the shows that you want. We will be bringing out some more content for you over the course of the next couple of months. So definitely stay tuned for that and make sure, like I said, subscribe. Tell us how much you love the program. Leave a five-star review. So 
For Adam, I am Bird. This has been the NHL Free Agency Preview Show slash Expansion Draft, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It doesn't really matter to me. I'll see you back. Whatever the fuck it is. We'll be back with Jake next week. Until then, bye-bye.